0: So that was uh, Freak on a Leash by Korn Brought to you by 1025 The Bear And uh, just to give you guys a little reality check That song is 25 years old Came out in 1998 Freak on a Leash Dude, I wasn't I, I was just turning um, 11 I wasn't even 11 when that happened Man And I, I'm older than that song Now the people that made that song are way older than me but that song is not. I'm older than it. And so are just about all of my friends. But you know what? Every time I hear it on the radio, every time I hear that song, I, I still want to listen to it. I still want to turn it up and sometimes I'll sing along. And you know, I can hold a tune, but I'm I'm not a singer, so I I do that in my car. I don't do that with people around. But man, think about that. 25 years and corn has gone through some dramatic changes. And it's pretty incredible that it's still successful Not that, you know, it's as successful as it used to be But I'm just kind of going off on a tangent here That's not what I really want to talk about Um, but I mean, just can you wrap your brain around that? How much has elapsed in 25 years, you know? That song came out before 9-11 Man, what was the world like before then? I don't even remember Um I remember growing up without having to lock the doors, and of course what happened a couple of times when we weren't away, people just walked in the house and took stuff. Um, Specifically, I'm talking about my mom's uh, expensive jewelry. I don't know how much they got out of it because we didn't have much growing up, but we still got robbed. Uh, uh, Yeah, we, we had lots of dogs that ended up getting out of the house, or my mom would just let them out, and they would run around all over town. Several of them were killed. Several of them were kidnapped. Several of them, several of them, just never came back because they're dogs and they're wild. So, <laughs> uh, man, um, I saw a picture of of me when I was probably like nine, maybe ten, and uh, I'm wearing this multicolored shirt, this T-shirt with khaki pants, and I'm doing the yoga sit where um, your your legs are crossed, but your feet are both facing up. So you don't have one leg over – or one foot over the other. They're both facing in the They're both – it's hard for me to describe the direction of it, but you, you get what I'm saying. The palms of your feet are both – palms of feet. The soles of your feet are both facing upward when you sit Indian style. You get it. It's called the yoga position. And uh, that – I mean I've tried to do it since then, and I cannot. But back then, you know, that was my thing is that I could kind of – I was light enough but strong enough to pick my body weight up and walk around on my hands. And I was very proud of that because I was flexible enough and um, I wasn't very athletic, but I could at least, you know, do some gymnastics. (laughs) And there's a picture of me balancing, sitting like that on top of a can of uh, this Christmas style popcorn. You know, the one I'm talking about where you get like the three flavors and they're divided inside of this can. I'm sitting on that can. (laughs) It's just a silly moment in my history, but uh, anyway, um... So some big movies have come out And there's a lot of talk A lot of buzz being generated over all of this Oppenheimer And uh, the liberties they took with that story And what they really didn't talk about Uh, Barbie and how um, It's supposed to be empowering women But then You know People are talking about the things that it didn't do for Ken uh, Who was played by Ryan Gosling And um You know All the stereotypes that are supported In that movie And uh I don't know. I mean, I'm just—I've uh, I've never been one to jump on the bandwagon of what's popular, and I try not to pay attention to social commentary. What I try to pay attention to are things that are, you know, impactful for the world, like uh, the economy in China and the world, the war between Russia and Ukraine, uh, what's going on in the Middle East still to this day, things that are happening in Israel and Palestine, um, the U.S. debt. Or These are all things that I'm concerned with because they're not just going to affect my life. They're going to affect the lives of any children I might have. Definitely going to affect the lives of my niece and nephews um, who are, you know, I'm, I'm very fond of them. I want them to grow up in a decent world. I want them to have, you know, resources that are abundant and uh, not have to worry about, you know, some dictatorship invading or some bullshit. So, anyway, there's there's that. Um but you know, it, back to what I'm talking about here is that, you know, I, I don't pay attention to what all people are saying, but I do read uh, movie critic opinions about movies. And I, I try to take those, you know, and, and respect their, their uh, insights because they're usually uh, critical to the point that I align to. That, uh, that's, they, they say things that I, I think. Uh, maybe not in directly or, or uh, exactly word for word, but I, I have some sentiments that echo what their thoughts are. So the Rolling Stone did a scathing review on the Sound of Freedom, and everybody that you know is uh, conservative red demographic uh, in this area is like Sound of Freedom, Sound of Freedom. Our kids are not for sale. Um, you know, t- doing that whole extreme celebration of what this movie is accomplishing, and you know it's like. Uh, I, I really respect the the light it's shining on human trafficking and how kids are hor- or, um, subjected to horrific conditions. It's a worldwide problem. I, I got a taste of that when I was over in the Middle East. If you want to know what my experience was like, I want you to research Chai Boys. Chai Boys were a serious problem, and I'm not going to get into detail with that because it's not a very good memory that I have. And, um if you want to figure out what I'm talking about, you can Google search that. You can also look up a YouTube video called This Is What Winning Looks Like. It's a long video. It's about an hour long. And it's a little old. It's back from 2000, I think, 11 or 12 uh, or 2010 maybe. Um, and you'll you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. They talk about that in the movie. And, uh, you know, I got my first taste of, of human trafficking back then. And I didn't really appreciate how serious it was. Until I started uh, uh, reading reports and listening to testimony. And um, that's where a lot of my information in general comes from. Um, I try not to listen to the the news reporting on it because they always try to skew it. And they always try to connect it to things. And it's like, I don't need you to do that. I just need you to tell me what happened. And I'll figure out the rest. Because I don't don't know where you're getting your shit from. Um, And I, I don't like the conclusions you're drawing. You're drawing conclusions. You're making inferences. And I don't need you to think for me. I, I want to do the thinking. So, um, anyway, moving on. So they're talking about, the Rolling Stone is talking about the Sound of Freedom and how it panders to a certain audience. The It's, it's kind of hinting at the whole uh, canon, the QAnon or whatever you call it, um, conspiracy crowd that there's this unholy war for our children's blood by these satanic cults and you know, it's, it's hinting at that. And it feels from certain perspectives that this was made to target those crowds. And you can tell by the people that go and watch these movies what they look like and how they behave and what they say and stuff like that. And, you know, I got the feeling from this, re- this reporter's opinion that he's an outsider of this group and he's an outsider looking in and he's tired of hearing this stuff because it was very critical. And then he started talking about the movie, and I was like, oh, man, I can already tell where this is going. And I, not the writer, the, the movie. It feels like it was a modest budget. It said $14 million, And it feels like a lot of that did not go into the writing. At least that's what the person is saying about the movie. There's some unexplainable stuff in the plot and the action sequences and the development of the plot. And it sounds like the writers could have done a better job or at least the director could have done a better job of establishing the scenes and sequencing the scenes and connecting them to each other. Because it seems to hop around. Some shit happens that you can't really explain. Um, there's some uh, remarks that are made about you know the people that are being abused and the children. And it's like something that they pointed out was a major plot hole is that child abuse usually occurs by an abuser that the child knows. Like a family member or a friend. It's very rare that it's a stranger. And that's something that this movie doesn't really capture. And I think, once again, like this writer said, that it's it's meant to serve a certain purpose. To bring light to the worldwide uh, issue, the worldwide tragedy of kids being trafficked. And, um, well, you know, that is a tragedy. And I, I wonder, you know, what is the... What price are you willing to pay to get the message out there? Are you going to produce this shitty movie that's going to get all these people from this uh, certain subsection of a demographic to, to start shouting and be like, We were right! We were right! You should listen to us! Uh, and and th- is that what it's going to take to get people to take action on this and to make this problem you know, a priority rather than something that we just acknowledge? I, I can't say… I don't want that to be the case. I want people to to be passionate about you know protecting children from you know exploitation and I want them to to act on that that passion. Uh, I don't want some B level movie that just happened to resonate with a certain demographic and pulls in all this money to be the reason why because to me that's just not good enough. It's only gonna last for a little while. It's faddish, right? That's what it feels like to me at least. And um, you know, I don't want this uh, to sound like I'm just regurgitating this writer's thoughts, but I can tell from his critical view that it's not gonna be as good as I think it was gonna be. I was hoping for some sort of deep, introspective, revealing, um, exploration type of story on somebody's life that worked for Department of Homeland Security. Who was busting up human trafficking rings. And what happened, it was, is that they put based on a true story and they took a lot of civil liberties with, um, the telling of that story. And what that tells me is that it's really not based on a true story. It's based on a man that, that really exists. And, um, yeah, he may have saved some kids from human traffickers, but this story very likely did not happen the way the movie says it happened. And, of course, it's Hollywood. Where are you going to find that to ever be true? There's very few examples that you can probably provide. But with something like this, I would say you need to stick to the reality as closely as you can. Uh, lone Survivor didn't do a very great job of sticking to reality, but they did a good job. Um, you know, when they showed the guys getting on the Chinook, one of them was Marcus Luttrell. Uh, and Marcus Luttrell was the Lone Survivor. And when they talked about how he fell down the side of the mountain, he really fell down the side of the fucking mountain and broke all these bones and almost died. And uh, anyway, so, you know, certain things that they did take liberties with was like how long he survived and what all happened in the village he was at and blah, blah, blah. And anyway, um, which, you know, Hollywood's going to do because they, you know, they got to be able to sell the movie. And I was hoping with Sound of Freedom that, yeah, they would still sell the movie, but they wouldn't just like tell a brand new story, which... Man, to, to me, that's just fucked. You have a mission to bring people's attention to human trafficking. Tell it the way that it's supposed to be told. Don't make up some stupid shit. And, and don't do it cheaply, right? I know your budget wasn't huge and I can appreciate that you've got to work with what you got, but they made fucking Friday on a, you know, a few thousand dollars. They didn't have millions. And Friday is one of the most en- enduring movies of my life. I mean, uh, yeah, Godfather's up there, but I mean, Friday was cheaply made and people still fucking watch that and enjoy it. So you could have done more with what you had. You just chose the easy way out. And um, they started making this movie back in like 2017, 2018. I don't remember when exactly, but it just feels like there there could have been more done here. And that, that bums me out because this is something that's important to me. I want more involvement nationally and internationally with human trafficking especially with children because our children are not for sale and i i know that and we all know that if you don't know that then you're part of the problem but uh, regardless um you know it should have been done better it should have been done better is all i'm saying give it give it a chance though maybe you'll like it maybe it'll speak something to you um It just concerns me that people I know are like, oh man, it was the best movie I've seen in a long time. you got to give it a chance. And I'm like, oh my God. Are you one of those people that think there's this imaginary war against Satanists trying to consume the blood of our children? Are you one of those people? I'm telling you right now, I'm not on that bad wagon. I don't fucking buy it. (laughs) Anyway, it's fucking after midnight. I need to get inside the house and go to bed, so... Um, hopefully y'all enjoy the new movies coming out. It's a great summer for movies apart from transformers, which sucked, Um, but it's a great summer for movies. So Oppenheimer's out, uh, sound of freedom is out and the Barbie movie is out. I'm not going to see any of those except uh sound of freedom. So maybe you'll like, maybe you'll like them. I don't know. Good luck regardless It's fucking hot out there y'all We're looking at triple digit heat in Texas For the rest of the week Even into next week So drink water Take care of yourself Be safe out there This has been Aaron Rollins Live and ad free with my podcast Southeast 3rd I'm signing off